This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. It's match day, of course. Arsenal face Newcastle this evening at the Emirates Stadium in what is, on paper, our most challenging game of the season. Yesterday, we did indeed record a preview of that. So if you want to go back and listen to our preview, I was joined by three fantastic guests yesterday talking uh, all things Arsenal and Newcastle from the Discord server. Uh, so make sure if you haven't already to go and give that a listen. Uh, good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Good morning to Kaiser, Stevie, Hakeem. Uh, good morning to Martin and Carl and Anne's Bradley. We've got Lynn, Morgie. We've got Peeny Ween, uh, Nav R, Marcus, Alpha. Uh, we've got uh, Matt G, of course, uh, Jose, Red Star, Dave. Good morning to you guys. Uh, Temi, Yomi, Vivian, Matt. Uh, good morning, everybody else as well, joining us in the chat box. Hope that you're all having a fantastic uh, week so far and that the return to work and life and school and whatever you happen to be doing uh, now that 2023 is well underway, uh, I'm hoping that it's going well for you. But uh, I have to kick things off, as always, uh, by letting you know that we'll be doing a show as normal tomorrow at 8 a.m., but also, of course, we'll be doing a raw reaction at 6 p.m. UK time, hopefully in the evening as well for my third record of, of tomorrow. Uh, we'll also be recording the Eat Sleep Repeat uh, podcast, our Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast to go out on Thursday. So plenty of content coming for you guys. Now, uh, we move to yesterday's stories and covering everything that's happened in the last 24 hours. First of all, Brentford beat a very stuttering stalling, disappointing, uninspiring Liverpool side 3-1. Even when they had goals disallowed, you know, Liverpool really never took the uh, the incentive to come back in any kind of way. Nunez missing more opportunities, more chances. And it's put Arsenal in a position where I think they can go 18 points clear of Liverpool before the halfway point of the season. It is quite incredible how things change. It is all about longevity. Projects last for a certain period of time and 
Liverpool's cycle, I think, as we can all agree, is coming to a bit of an end. Sadio Mane leaving has been a real cornerstone of that side and a turning point. Of course, without Luis Diaz, they are missing a significant talent. Diego Jota as well, uh, I don't think is available either. Um, but Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, Manchester United, whenever they drop points, I'm just not, I don't feel the same like warm feeling. Uh, I'm still happy that they've dropped points, but I'm almost not even thinking about it anymore. Uh, I'm thinking about very much what's going on with Newcastle and Manchester City, uh, which is a testament to both of those two clubs and ourselves, of course, of being in this title race this season. Now, Tavares scored and then was sent off against Montpellier yesterday as Marseille played uh, in Liga. We'll, of course, be doing a deep dive into all of our loan targets come the end of January, start of February. And uh, Nuno Tavares, at first, there was a couple of tweets coming my way saying, oh, maybe he's going to be worth 40 million in the summer. And then he got sent off. So it's it's a very polarising game from Nuno. Um, following Balogun didn't play for Orms. They would, uh, he was had a slight hamstring injury, apparently, which kept him out of his game. But Nuno Tavares getting uh, his goal, his fifth of the season, two in two for him, and then getting sent off. I had a chat with a good Marseille friend of mine. Apparently, Sarah Kalasinac has been one of their best players in the last few games or so as well. So, a real upside-down world is, is Marseille. Um, Gabriel Jesus has lost the crutches. He is now saying goodbye to those and is stepping up his rehabilitation. Fingers crossed we can see him back as soon as possible. Now, uh, losing your crutches is not a, a massive indication of giving us a, a, a very specific time frame, but hopefully it'll tell us that things are going well, that he's not had a setback, he's not needed to go back onto those crutches in any way, shape or form. But that's really positive for us as well. So fingers crossed he gets back as soon as he can and we can focus on having a better and more strong side in the future. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, speaking of having a stronger team, He's also expected to return very soon. He took part in full training this week. Will he be in the squad tonight? I'm not sure if that comes too soon for him. But what he could do is come back for that game against Oxford on the 9th. I think that's probably what they're targeting to see him get back. So fingers crossed, Emil Smith-Rowe back for Oxford. We'll hear from Mikel Arteta ahead of that game. But we do have, uh, obviously, the games against Spurs and Manchester United after that one. I should hopefully be at Oxford uh, for that fixture as well. And we'll hear and see plenty from that game uh, in the slight northern north northwest of London. Uh, Mikel Arteta conducted his pre, uh, pre-Newcastle pre press conference. In fact, he actually did this uh, after the game against Brighton. So we haven't got any necessary things to talk about after the last couple of days since the game because he did this uh, straight after the game against Brighton, um, but he was talking about a number of, of, he was talking about basically a number of topics that you would expect to come without knowing too much after that Brighton victory. So he was asked how highly he rates Newcastle. He said they're a very good team. They're very well coached. He think that Eddie Howe's done a great job in a short period of time. And you look at kind of the numbers that they're getting as well. And a big credit to him and his coaching staff. Uh, he said that we would be 10 points clear if we win because Man City play after us this time. Uh, Arteta said it's not up, it's not about stopping anybody. It's about being realistic about where we are. The way we are performing is obviously impressive and we're really happy with that. But we have set the bar and the objectives of the short term and what we want to improve and what is making us win that many football matches. He was asked about what his dream of achieving with Arsenal in 2023. And he said to win against Newcastle and then the next one and then the next one. That's my dream. Then obviously that all my loved ones and everybody around the club feels healthy and satisfied and enjoys life 
which is beautiful, is what he said. <laughs> he was then asked about what do you take when you see players focusing on what could be improved in the dressing room after games. He said, it's great when I see those interactions. And obviously, as well, I see enjoyment and excitement because they were really happy after a big win for us. But as well, they are moderate and they have the most understanding uh, that there are things that we have to improve as a team. And lastly, he was asked if there are any players watching the other teams before the games or if they're just focused on what they're doing. And he says, I don't know. I'm not in the dressing room a lot before the game, but everybody knew the results that I can guarantee you. I think we can all agree that the, the Man City result definitely buoyed us. The start we had in this game was electric so quick. And I'm hoping that we have that same kind of electric start as well tonight against Newcastle. Uh, I'll be bringing you, of course, a podcast in reaction to that tomorrow because I'll be working the game tonight at FL. Now, moving on to transfer news. According to a number of outlets in France, Arsenal have joined a number of teams that are interested in 20-year-old Montpellier striker Elia Wahi. Um, he scored seven goals so far this season in Liga. Now, that is three less than following Balogun, which kind of makes you question... Why would we go after another striker that's maybe not performing as well as one we already own in the same league for a team which, as you'd argue, a tougher team to succeed in? Although my knowledge of Liga continues to be uh, very much limited at this stage. But Arsenal were credited as one of the several teams that are looking at uh, the French uh, youth international. I believe you may have played at the French in uh, youth level, but uh, he's interesting. A number of teams, including Juventus, Spurs, Manchester United, Man City and Liverpool. And since arriving at Liga, the club has uh, developed into a complete forward, says GFFN, checking almost every box. He has speed, height, clinical finishing and the flexibility to play in several different attacking roles. Beyond that, he has scored several truly impressive goals this season. Uh, the uh, article by Tony Duro uh, continues saying, um, with everything that Wahi brings to the table, there is no wonder why Arsenal would want the French forward. However, a winter transfer is most likely out of the question. The first issue is that Montpellier is not a club that sells off players in the middle of the season. The second issue is the wealth of talent in the Premier League club already has in attack as a stumbling block. So despite this link, the expectation is probably we won't see a move in January. Now, Atletico Madrid continue to price out all potential suitors for Joao Felix, uh, despite the fact that there's been these reports about the 21 million euro complete package that they're after. We've now heard as of yesterday that the club have received zero, zero offers whatsoever for Joao Felix because they have just set those expectations of what they want too high. I just can't get my head around why Atleti wants this amount of money. It makes no sense. It's going to absolutely have no indication around what is going on with the player. Um, it's, no, it's not representative, I think, of the context of the situation either. And if Atleti are, you know, if Atleti are smart, we are, we hopefully anyway would would see the player join for a, a significantly lower fee and then footing some of the bill regarding his wages. But at this moment in time, still absolutely nothing um, going on with Joao Felix if they continue to keep the price as the high as they want it, which is still mad. Uh, I realised I've somehow managed to spell Atletico wrong, which is, if those of you know how annoying I can be about things, is so ironic. Um, let me just quickly change that at... Let it go. There we go. We've got a T in there. Anyway, moving forwards uh, and to our headline story of the day. And the Arsenal have submitted that improved second bid, second offer for Mihailo Mudrik of Shakhtar Donetsk. 
conversations now have taken a bit of a step back because uh, Shakhtar Donetsk are discussing, they are talking about whether or not they want to accept this offer. Fingers crossed we get some news about what has happened um, in this today. We really obviously would like to have some news as early as possible because if we can get this deal done quick, we could even get Mudrick into the squad and maybe even in the team to play Oxford in the FA Cup. That would be a great introduction uh, to Arsenal and a great opportunity to use him for us. But supposedly we have, yes, submitted a second offer for Mudrick. Now, the value of that offer is said to be below the 70 million euros that uh, that has been talked about previously, but it's around 55 million euros up front. But it does break past that 60 million euro figure once again that Arsenal offered. We've basically restructured our offer so that we're offering a lot more of the money up front this time. Uh, and that hopefully will be enough to tempt uh, Shakhtar Donetsk into selling their prized assets. Now, Chelsea are still very much on the fringes of this and they're looking from the outside in and looking to pounce if a deal with Arsenal does indeed collapse. Um, but we are hopefully going to see Mahalo Madrid at Arsenal very soon. Fingers crossed. Keep the faith and keep hoping that this bid will indeed be accepted as soon as we hear anything. And if I'm free, we'll do a reactive show to that. Of course, we'll be bringing you all the updates Further to this story, tomorrow morning at 8am, if indeed we've heard that, that bid has been accepted. So there you go. Uh, we're going to move to the chat box and your questions right after this. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's scroll down the chat box and see what you guys are asking. Um, Mud Rick. <laughs> Muddy Rick, I think, was the nickname we came up with, uh, Lucas, in the chat box the other day. Um, <laughs> no, it sounds like some Rick and Morty kinds of reference, doesn't it? Um, NSW says, Tom is Mudrick in the chat today. Anything you've not seen him? Not seen him in the chat. Maybe he's doing his medical. <laughs> Olu says, hey, Tom, how many points do you think City will get in their next five league matches okay let's have a quick look at city's fixtures uh they play against chelsea of course on thursday they've got a bit of a break until their game so who knows maybe chelsea get a result against them we can keep fingers crossed that they can uh let's say that one's a draw they then play manchester united away from home Ooh, that's again could be very interesting manchester united in good form uh, they play them the same weekend we're playing spurs so that could be a very interesting weekend of football Again, I still think Man City will probably win that. Let's say that's four from six. They then play Spurs at home. Spurs have got this weird way of beating them, but Spurs will know if they get a result against Man City, 
they're helping us. So I don't know whether we can, can expect Spurs. Imagine wanting Spurs to win a game. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? Um, Man City then play Wolves in the fourth game. I think they'll win that. And then they play Spurs away in the next one. They play Spurs twice in the next five games. Wow. Um, well, Antonio Conte has a good result and a good record against City. Imagine hoping that they get results in these games. I think they'll still end up getting 12, at least 12 from 15. Um, but fingers crossed they drop more than that. Um, but I think they can probably get 12 of the next 15 points. They've got games in the Cup as well against Chelsea and Southampton to come too. And if they beat Southampton, they'll have another two-legged semi-final in the League Cup to play as well. Uh, Lynn says, Tommy Felix is so unhappy at Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lynn's attempt at spelling Atletico. It's, it's nearly as bad as mine. Um, and he wants to leave. Wouldn't you think that we, uh, to get the playing time and being happy, he would be outing with a transfer request to take a drop in wages? I mean, transfer requests and loan requests are kind of different. Aren't they? I mean, a transfer request is asking to leave permanently, which isn't going to happen in this window, by the way. But a loan request, I mean, I don't know if you if that's a thing. I don't know if I've ever heard of a loan request happening publicly. Might be something that goes on inside, internally with the club. But uh, if he is unhappy, which he said that he is, I'm sure that he's having those discussions and asking to leave. But with the demands of the club so high, uh, I did see a report yesterday claiming that Atleti aren't really interested in pleasing Joao Felix and that if he is going to leave, they just want to get maximum value for that. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Ashley says, do you think uh, it's beneficial for Rice to choose a club, and it's Declan Rice, of course, like Arsenal or City, and get necessary education of that of the lone six role? And this will help his international career as well. I think it'd be very beneficial, of course, for Rice to move to either one of those two teams. But as we know, Chelsea are interested in the player, but they seem more focused now on Enzo Fernandez than Declan Rice. Strange how they've pivoted so drastically to the Argentinian. That may be coming from the Todd Bowley effect than anything sensible. But I would be very open to seeing Arsenal go for Declan Rice in the summer. He could be the long-term replacement for Thomas Partey. We'll have to wait and see. Um, let's go to Andy. This is Arsenal's next three games. Newcastle Spurs, Man United, Man City's next three. Chelsea, Man United, Spurs. Uh, do you think the results go our way that we're the champions elect? I don't know, Andy. It's impossible. The season can twist and turn and change. What I do know is I was looking at 538's prediction algorithms last night, and they, for the first time this season, actually have Arsenal as the title favourites at this stage, which I just find still kind of crazy. Uh, Alexander says, you mentioned Milinkovic, Savic and Vlaovic a fair bit, both Serbian. Uh, given Xhaka's strong political views regarding Serbia, would bring neither destroy Arsenal's harmony. Can someone send me these strong political views? Um, because, I again, I've not really read them uh, or seen them. So someone feel free to DM me these strong political views. Um, but uh, I, I, have, I have a problem with this. I have a problem. Someone asked me, I think, via DM the other day about this this kind of thing. And I have a problem with it. You know, I, I, if, if somebody is one, of one nationality and somebody's of another nationality, you've got a problem with an entire group of people, and I'm not saying that Xhaka does, but I'm just using this as an example, like, if, if you are a person that has an entire with a whole nationality, that's a problem. I'm not really interested in having someone like that at our club, frankly. So, um, feel free to send me the evidence of this, but I haven't seen the evidence of this. I've seen celebrations and some arguments between players on a field. That doesn't, that's not evidence. So, feel free to send me, Alex, the evidence that, that he has these Political views, apparently, against it. Uh, Aid, uh, Almira says, uh, what shirt numbers do you see Madrid and maybe Felix getting if no one in the squad leaves? 17 would be a nice one. Uh, sorry, Cedric. Uh, let's have a quick check of what numbers are available uh, in the team. 
so we've got obviously one Ramsdale. We'll go through to kind of the higher numbers. Nine is taken up by Gabriel Jesus. Ten is taken up by Smith Rowe. Eleven is is it Erdogan? No, he was eleven. He's now eight. Eleven is Martinelli. Of course, I've got his shirt. Twelve has anyone taken? Twelve? Of course, Thierry Henry wanted twelve. Yes, William Saliba is number twelve. I always thought he was number two. Uh, do we even have a number two at the moment? I'm not sure. We do have a number two. That's weird. Hmm, strange. Maybe I guess Saliba will take that two next season. Um, or was it because it was too late and that's why they couldn't make him? To, there was some weird thing I remember at the start of the season why Saliba couldn't take the number two. Anyway, maybe that will happen. Um, so 13 is a goalkeeper number. 14 is in Ketia. 15 is, you know, I should know more of these than off the top of my head than I do. 15, I'm not sure. I don't think we have a 15. I'll oh, make the Niles, but he's not here anymore. 16, uh, anyone got 16? Uh, Rob Holding, 17, Cedric, as you say, that could be vacated this winter. 18's Tommy Asu. 19, don't see a 19 anywhere. Uh, it usually was Pepe, of course, but Pepe's not here, so it could be his number is lost. Lucas Torreira lost his number whilst he, he was away, if you remember as well. Um, 20, do we have a number 20? 21 is Fabio Vieira, but I don't see a 20. It's Nuno Tavares. He's obviously not here either. Uh, 22? This is a really great discussion, isn't it? Me talking to myself about numbers. Pablo Marie is 22. There are a lot of numbers that we are filled, so it might be, for the moment, quite uh, an out-there number of players that do end up coming in as well. Wow, over 1,000 of you listening to me reel off the numbers of the team. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for your very kind and very generous donation. Thank you so much. Happy New Year all. Uh, congrats on the new position, Tom. Thank you, mate. Uh, love it when a dream comes together. Fingers crossed for this evening. No injuries, please. Uh, indeed. No, thank you so much, Chris, who is absolutely one of our long-term listeners and long-term contributors to the channel. Help support the work that goes on here a lot. So thank you so much, Chris, for your kind donation. Really genuinely appreciate it. Um, <laughs> a lot of people just throwing in numbers into the chat box now. Um, let's go to um, Lucas says he celebrates, Xhaka celebrated once by putting his hands together as the Albanian headed eagle a few years ago. And now everyone has interpreted that as something terrible will happen if we sign uh, someone like Vlaovic or Milinkovic-Savic. I mean, if that is where that interpretation comes from, I, that's a shame that we've made that generalisation. Um, I'd love to see some more. I'd not love to. I'd, you know, I'd rather see some more genuine evidence um, than, than what we're seeing at the moment. Um, I'm waiting for Alex to follow up his comments with something else in the chat box, which is a shame if he doesn't. Uh, Tammy says, how do you think we get Tavares? How much do you think we get for Tavares next season? Now, this is a dangerous conversation, Tammy, because every time I talk about the potential amount of money we might get for Tavares, all of a sudden people moan at me because <laughs> I don't think we're getting much more than 20, to be honest, 20 million pounds for Nuno Tavares. Some people say we can go and get 40 million for him. I think you're mad. I think if we got 20 to 25 million pounds, we've made significant profit on the player. I don't know who's going to come in and offer more than 20 to 25 million pounds for Nuno Tavares, to be honest, but 20 to 25, I think is, is probably the valuation of, um, of him. Look guys, I know, <laughs> I can see all of you throwing in these 40 millions into the chat box. If if you're not with messing with me and you're genuinely, genuinely believe we should be getting 40 million for Tavares, it's just not possible. Why? 
Why? Goodness me. Goodness me. <laughs> uh, Raf says, what is the best way to navigate the yellow card situation? Saliba and Saka are on four yellows. Um, Saliba and Saka are on four yellows. Uh, Saka, isn't Saka on three yellows? Um, let me have a quick check of this. Uh, Bakayo Saka is on... Come on, stats, quickly, quickly, quickly. He is, you're right, he's on four yellow cards. Okay, I thought he was on three for some reason. But yes, yeah, Saka is on four. Well, Saka, you got to hope, is going to be, you know, sound enough that he's not going to cost himself in these next few games. He's made some silly kind of tracking back challenges. I don't think his yellow, the yellow card he got against Brighton was was worth it, worthy of a yellow card at all. Saliba, I think, has been a bit fortunate not to get a fifth yellow card. He's the one you got to watch. But ultimately, we just have to keep playing. You know, if we're in a situation where we're kind of leading the game by 60 or 70 minutes, then start taking those players off. You know, protect those players. You know, bring on Fabio Vieira or Marquinhos for Saka in one of the games if we're leading by two or three goals towards the end of the fixture. That's how you manage it. But you can't not start them. You know, we start them, they have to play. Uh, and it's as simple as that. Um, let's go to uh, LJ who says, with Saka having a real possibility of being suspended for one of our big games this January, surely this will accelerate the Mudrick talk so that we have to have an able debut in his absence. I don't think that affects it at all, LJ, to be honest. I don't think Saka's potential future suspension will affect things whatsoever. Um, I just, I just don't think that it will. <laughs> I just don't think that it's going to uh, to change anything. I'm afraid. Um, let's go to uh, Lynn. It says, "Tom, I watched your preview show last night regarding Zinchenko being the left back tonight, but I'm a little bit concerned with him against Almiron." Uh, Tommy, of course, did well against Salah and Liverpool. He did, you're right. And I actually talked about that on the preview show. I said, maybe there's a chance we see Tommy Asu brought into the team as it's another option for us. Um, but uh, we'll have to wait and see um, if, if that indeed does happen. We were all surprised when Arteta threw Tommy Asu in against Liverpool and it worked an absolute charm. Um, I think that's important. Uh, Vezan said, English people learn history. Now, again, <laughs> an annoying generalisation. Uh, what I would say is that this whole Xhaka thing that you've asked me about today, First things first, I'm not an expert. Second thing, I think there are people commenting in the chat box who ultimately aren't experts on this either. Third, it's probably best to actually get the words from the horse's mouth, if you like, from Xhaka before you make up any kind of assumptions on things of why he does things or what his thoughts are on things. And yeah, um, there's a lot of generalizations and assumptions going on in the chat box, which is a real shame. And I wish people wouldn't do that. I wish people would do their research first. And I wish they would really kind of think about things before they start coming up with their own opinion that they're happy to put out in the public sphere. It's a shame when we do that. It causes quite a lot of chaos. So I think it's certainly worth saying, you just don't know because I don't really know, you know, and that's why I'd rather wait or hear evidence genuinely from the horse's mouth, as I say. Um, Abanab says, Hi, Tom, do you think spending 60 million on a left winger is worth it? We have Smith Rowe and Nelson to rotate with Martinelli, but there is no quality right winger to rotate with Saka. Who rotates at right wing if Marquinhos goes on loan? Martinelli, uh, I think, is the player. Martinelli, I think, can play on both sides. I think Martinelli's done well on the right hand side. He's played there, he's done well at times. I remember the game against Man United away from home. Last season, I remember the game he played against Newcastle when he came off the bench on the right wing, scored from that Tomiyasu pass. He's done well on the right. He can absolutely play that right wing position. So you have Saka, you have Martinelli on the right as options. You have Nelson when he comes back too. Uh, and on the left-hand side, you've got 
Uh, Martinelli, Mudrick, Smith-Rowe can all play there. And Fabio Vieira, of course, is versatile enough that can cover at right if we need to and did really well in the mid-season break, playing on the right-hand side too. Um, let's go to uh, no sleep. Uh, oh, I'm not going to go. I'm not gonna even going to tackle this topic anymore because, frankly, I don't know enough about it to talk about it. Um, Walt says, for our next five fixtures, how many points do you think will accumulate? Obviously, we want 15, but realistically, there are some tough ones and City are our sixth. Um, I think that the amount of points that we accumulate is... <sighs> It's really difficult to kind of predict what happens in five games' time because injuries can happen, yellow card suspensions can happen, transfers can happen, injuries for the other team can happen. It's so difficult. I agree with Arteta. We just need to take each game as it comes tonight. I'm very optimistic. I think we can get a good result. But I am very nervous because Newcastle are a very good side and will be preparing stringently for us. So I think that there are... Uh, there's a lot of good things to be positive about, but it's impossible really to predict things in the future. Um, let's go to uh, Sohan, who says, uh, Tom, do you think we'll have or we'll finally have enough depth uh, post this transfer window? Um, I think for me, in terms of the depth in the squad, we are still going to be short in some areas. That's just, you know, January is a very difficult place to try and find quality competition. I think we can have more in midfield. I think we should have more at centre-back, especially the left centre-back position. And I think that we also also need to add more in the forward line. There are areas that we need to add into this team. And ultimately, it's not going to get completely done in a window where you really struggle to find the players that you need. Um, and uh, I'm hopeful that we will get the players in to some degree. Mudrik, maybe another forward on loan, hopefully a midfielder. That's what I'm hopeful of. I'm very confident we'll get one or two. If we get three, amazing, but I'm not optimistic that it will be three. That doesn't mean the club haven't necessarily backed Arteta enough. They only want to bring in quality. They only want to bring in players that they think are going to be good enough to give us what we need. I was having a chat last night on the Arsenal Lounge about the idea of Shouldn't we just pay the money for Joao Felix? Because even, you know, look at the position we're in, look at the opportunity we have. I don't think spending 21 million euros on Joao Felix on loan makes enough of a difference for me to think about compromising our financial integrity of doing that deal. You know, the, the argument of look where we are, we're potentially going for a title. You know, I, I don't really see the argument in the sense of Joao Felix being the difference between winning a league and not. That I just, yeah, I just don't. Um, I just don't. Sean says, uh, Tom, how often do you refresh your Twitter feed looking for Mudrick news? I genuinely don't have to. Uh, I have a lot of notifications turned on for a lot of people and outlets. Um, Obviously, I've got my own contacts that I speak to uh, here and there. More on the Arsenal, well, not even more on the Arsenal side, solely on the Arsenal side of things. You know, my Ukrainian new Shakhtar side of things are limited very much to Andrew Todos, who himself, you know, is, is out now on some of the things too. So I, it's the way in which I've told you about this story, the way in which my information has been that Arsenal never wanted to make Madrid their record signing, that looks like it's certainly come into the fore um, with the deal that we've put forward. We've not really upped the bid's entire value. We've changed the structure of the deal significantly to offer more money up front. So um, all of that combined, of course, means that hopefully we can get this deal done. Um, 
it's as simple as that. But yeah, I just turn a lot of notifications on uh, for different <laughs> different sources and sites that certainly help me out with things, uh, and then send a couple of WhatsApps here and there as well to double check on stuff. But it's uh, it's crazy the transfer window. It's always why I recommend if you're in the business to take your annual leave during the transfer window. Trust me, it's the most stressful time. The constant, what's happening? What's the news on this? What's the latest? Do you know this? You're talking BS. You know nothing. You know, it's, it's all ends of the spectrum when you're in that position. Um, you're doing clickbait. Um, what, you're making this up. This isn't true. You know, what's what? you start questioning what's the point? What, what's the point of doing all this digging and doing all of this texting and doing all of this research when ultimately people don't really care? <laughs> you know, they just want to hear the news and the information. And even when you give that news, you are not getting criticism anyway. It's kind of mad. You know, I remember doing the show. If you haven't watched my show with Ben Jacobs, um, when we talked about the the kind of impacts, we didn't really do a show on links. You know, uh, Ben jumps onto a lot of YouTube channels and does a lot of talking about transfers. But I really wanted to get Ben on to have a talk about kind of the pressures and the abuse that you suffer when you're in that spectrum and in that world. And uh, I thought it was a very good conversation. So, and, you know, he refreshed his page, his notifications, and talked us through the last 10 Twitter comments that he got. And they're disgusting. They're absolutely disgusting. Like some of the tweets he gets just for tweeting out information. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, it's you have to have thick skin to do this job. You have to have real thick skin to do this job. Now, thankfully, the TGT is an environment that I control. You know, I can control uh, who gets blocked. You know, I can, try, I can time people out if I want to. And I very much live by a mantra of if someone's not really there to support you, there isn't all that much worth having them around. And I think that's something that you should adopt in your daily life. You know, trim trim your circles down to include people that are there to support you, back you, uh, think well of you. If someone's there that is really kind of bringing you down or just leaving negative thoughts and feelings about you, trim them, get them out of your life. It's not worth that negativity. You only get to live once, don't you? So that's the way to go forwards. Anyway. Fingers crossed we can get some really positive news uh, on 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 Mudrick, of course, and some positive news that potentially um, we can get a deal done in the next week. Uh, and I hope that I can bring you some, some top quality content in the weeks to come as well alongside that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video. And just a side note, as I mentioned earlier on the show, if you're going to ask me questions about some political stuff, you know, I always try to find it's best if you come at me with some evidence first rather than us just speculating, because ultimately I'm probably going to be uneducated on the topic anyway. And I always appreciate a bit of a reading uh, on things before I really try and comment on stuff. So, yeah, do indeed send me that. If you've got your thoughts on this and you want to send it to me outside of this show on the personal channels, again, feel free to do that. But do send some evidence my way. I really appreciate it when people do that. Um, but thank you for listening. Do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new. You've had an amazing number of new people join up and join our very special community here. Uh, so welcome to all of our new listeners. Um, we do these shows every day. Uh, and, and yeah, it's as simple as that. Mad Miaz says, let's keep politics off the channel. I'm sorry, mate. That's not going to happen. Politics and sport are intertwined and very much uh, a part of one another. We may not want them to be. Also, you know, when I talk about stuff like racism and homophobia and, you know, discriminatory things, that's not politics. That's life. That's social life. That's part of it. So don't tell me to keep politics off the channel because they're really important things that we need to discuss. Very much so. Anyway, thank you for listening. Always a pleasure. I will see you again very soon. And as always, 
of the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.